We are back. Episode 61. 61. We having fun. We having fun. We having fun. <laughs> I was like trying to get that oh, beat right. Oh, right. All right, all right, all right. Let's cut the crap. Um, It's Law and... Avia. And this is Goodnight Harlem. For those of you who are new to the show, um, we talk about whatever we want because today is an episode that's unlike any other. We decided that we're going to change the format. We're not going to do hyper good nights like we normally do. We're not going to focus on the main topic. We're just going to have a conversation like we would normally do before the show. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize we do some prep work when it comes to figuring out the hyper good nights we're going to do how we're going to format the main topic. Right. And I literally just said to Law, let's just go in, not prepare anything, and just see how the conversation goes. Because there's so many conversations we have before we, we record, and I'm like, dang, that should have been on the podcast. Ooh. I get mad. <laughs> <laughs> so today, like we were, like I was saying earlier, we're just going to have a conversation. And whatever conversation leads, it leads. Hopefully you guys enjoy what you hear. We're going to give you an hour and enjoy <coughs> and then there goes Listen, the start of the episode I'm not, Perfectly. Ste- I'm not steph curry i'm not rich like that i'm not rich enough to hold my coffin you know what i'm saying i do have good insurance but like what was that about why couldn't he cough i don't understand that like it looked painful watching him hold his coffin at that press conference i'm like Ugh, cough like i want to cough for him I think the, the real NBA news for me, though, is one, let me, let's just get to the shits. Like, the coronavirus in itself, aka COVID-19, um, I think this is one of the few times in my entire life where I genuinely believe we're living out an apocalypse movie. Like, this feels like, I tweeted this from our account, I said this feels like the first 15 to 20 minutes of I Am Legend. Like, it mm. feels like that to me. Mm-hmm. Everything about this is some shit that I'm like, oh, nah, and it, this can't be for real. Like, we're, this isn't about to happen the way that it's happening. From the buying up the toilet tissue to the, I have to make sure that I keep my family away from everybody and people fighting over toiletry. I'm like, are we really doing all this? So I've tried my hardest to just do digging into what is this, where did it really stem from, and what should I know versus what I don't know. And all this has led me to like one of four things. The first thing being, I really wanted to understand what an anti-vaxxer thinks in this situation. Oh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like Those what, people that don't vaccinate their kids. Like, and like, well. If there's a vaccine that's created, are you not going to use it? Maybe that's the reason why it's spreading so fast. No, but like, but no, but this is a real thing. Like. If you're an anti-vaxxer, do you not use the... You just ride it out. (laughs) (laughs) You just let let it pass through your system or something. I don't know. Like those Orthodox Jewish people? I'm not. I'm not saying Orthodox Jewish. But they are anti-vaccination. There's there's tons of people that are outside of them that are. I just said like that was an example for y'all. I will say this much. If you are anti-vaxxer and you're listening to this, I would love to understand from you. What is your stance if there is a vaccination that what is created? What are you created? scared of when it comes to a vaccination anyway? You're more scared of a vaccination than than you being got got by this virus. Their, norm, like, their, their retort to you would be, 
um, the side effects to these things that we put in our bodies mm-hmm. are overwhelmingly skewed towards harming you even worse. That's how they feel. And there's so many things that the government isn't telling us about what's in these quote-unquote vaccinations that they feel as if they're doing the right thing, you're doing the wrong thing. By keeping the natural virus within them because they got that from somebody else who possibly believes in vaccinations. Don't get me to <laughs> see you gonna. I'm I'm not a I'm not a defender of this. Don't. Make, I know. I'm just saying. Like these people are crazy. So that was one of the first places I started. I was like, man, I wonder what they would do. Like I, I really they would did. just live life like they've always lived life through everything. <laughs> like just just stay unvaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccinated version. So I, okay, all right. The next part of this, I'm listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson. One of the smartest people on television, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and just listening to him always makes me feel a lot smarter after I hear him talk about something. Because he could speak about something at the lowest common denominator. And one of the things that he was talking about is for anybody that doesn't believe in evolution. Like, he's like, I don't mind if you're a Bible-thumping person that's like, God this, God that. He's like, perfectly fine with anybody having that point of view. But he's like, but for anybody that doesn't believe evolution doesn't exist, because you can believe in both. You could have the belief in there being a God, but you can also have a belief that evolution exists. For anybody that doesn't believe in evolution, how can you explain this? And what he was saying by that is he was like, this is nothing more than species jump. This is evolution by the definition of it. So this started with an animal and mm-hmm. animals being around one another. And then the the virus found its way into the human. It would it had been It found its way into the human because the human ate the animal. So wait, and, and in fairness though, it found its way into the human body and found a way to live. Right? Mm-hmm. And before that, no other cases had been found, another blah blah blah. But he's like, and once it found its way in and figured out how to like actually live through, then it it was able to pass itself on to another person and another person thereafter. Now, the difference between this time versus the previous times in this country and this world is before the disease, virus, whatever would have got just shut itself down because it would just stayed in that village. Mm-hmm. But because of technology, we have planes, we have all these other things, it can get from one area to the next within a day. And in this case, with that species jump, evolution in itself has made it such that it can go from one country to another and to different human species and then become stronger. I am, I'm obsessed with stuff like that. My Mm -hmm. brain just goes, hmm. So then again, to the anti-vaxxers and the people who don't believe in evolution at all, I would love to have that dialogue. We should have invited one on the show then So we could have had that dialogue (laughs) But I don't think we know anyone like that I mean do you? I know tons of people that don't believe in evolution Tons No I'm talking about the anti-vaccination I've only met one anti-vaxxer since I lived in New York One And it was a mom? Yeah Mm -hmm. My thing is Do do those types of people Do they believe in not, not doing vaccinations Prior to them becoming moms? Because I feel like that's when it becomes obvious that someone's like anti-vaccination. Like, oh, my child. Yeah, but a part of that stems from a lot of watching YouTube videos and etc. A lot of that. Um, there, I, I'm looking for it. There was this video that I saw. The beginnings of coronavirus, they were saying, came from China. Um, 
that that one Wuhan. Yeah, well, Wuhan, but that one place, that marketplace where everything basically was born, mm -hmm. they were importing these wild cats, and I forgot the name of the cats, and I'm trying to, and it's not like a, a real cat, like it actually looks more like a ferret, and I guess they had banned these for from uh, consumption like years yeah. ago, yeah. like 12, 15 years ago, yeah. and then all of a sudden, they started importing these cats in again, and you know, making delicacies and like food, food, um, just meals out of them. And that's how this whole thing started. And it's just like, I don't know. There's all these like conspiracy theories about like Bill Gates and what he said five years ago. And, it, and, and a it, TED talk? Yeah. Like what he said five years ago about how like, we don't have to worry about, um, this and this and that. We don't have to worry about dying from this and this and that. We have to worry about dying from a virus, a virus that can kill thousands mm -hmm. of people at once and just magnify and just take over the whole world. And so everyone's like, oh, well, he called it five years ago. He probably created the virus. And now it's interesting because I saw on the news that he was stepping down from the board, from the Microsoft board. So I'm like... I don't know. I'm not trying to be like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm like, this is all very timely. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to believe. I, I think it's interesting that a lot of people knew about this last year and nothing was done. I guess they thought it was just going to be contained. I don't know why they thought that. Um, Your president thought that. Who? Your president. Who? Your president. I don't have a president. Orange 45. I haven't had a president in four years. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't have nothing right now. I'm just living on my own. Like you know, I haven't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know what number comes after forty four. Minute made can forty five. Minute made. Uh, I think. Slice. I think he has coronavirus. Sunny D. The way he's been talking, he's just been like, "What we're gonna do is we're gonna like his voice is wavering. His face is more orange now. Fifty Shades of Orange, I, like." I think, and they said he was going to get tested for it. I think he has it. I think he already got tested. I think a lot of people have had it, and they didn't realize they had it. And uh, Governor Cuomo had a really good speech today, actually. And the governor of New York, for anyone that doesn't know. And he was basically saying that this is the type of thing that of course, anyone can get, and you can't really prevent it, no matter how hard you try. Mm -hmm. um, but he believes that it's something that people have had, and they didn't realize they had it, and they got through it, and they're walking around basically like you know every you know they got back to normal because it's something that has to pass through you. You can't do anything about a virus. You really can't. So um, I just remember this time at work, like. My first day back at work after going to California was like the second week of January. Everybody in my office was coughing, wheezing, like the drop, <coughs> like what you were doing earlier, like that whole thing when you were joking around. Like they were doing that and it was like so consistent. I just felt gross sitting at work. And I'm like, can y'all go home? Because I'm going to get sick from coming in here and y'all should be working from home if you're sick. So I need to work from home so I don't get sick from y'all because y'all ain't going, going home. <laughs> like, don't show face just to show face. I feel like some people, they just try to like power through and like, oh, I'm here, I'm sick, but I'm here. And I'm just like, no, don't do that. And I truly believe that 
that period of time where everybody in my office was just like, oh, coming down with something. You know, there's something going around. I think that was the, the beginning stages of the coronavirus that it is right now. I truly believe that. I don't know what else it could be because people were out for like a couple weeks. Like it was, it was crazy. And so now all of a sudden everyone's panicking. I'm like, you're panicking now. But like in January when you were coughing and wheezing, everything was fine. I'm confused. Please make it make sense. I don't know. What about the people in your office? How are they acting? Today was the first time where anybody reacted at all. Before reacted? This, yeah. To honestly, what? Because we are, as of Monday, going to be working from home. I feel like a lot of companies started this. But before today, yeah. nobody really was saying too much of anything. And not that they aren't paying attention to the news, but because we work so much and there's so much happening, it's like, you okay. I time for that. <laughs> I ain't got no time for no pandemic. Right, right, right. Which is it? I think that was one of the few conversations we had at work. How many people didn't know the difference between an epidemic versus a pandemic? And this being like the first time they're seeing that word being used Uh consistently. And then getting the underpinning of what that actually means. And I was like, oh. I I was like, I hadn't hadn't used the term since like middle school. But that was the only time that I would ever have. Yeah. What did you use it for in middle school? Well, it was us learning about what was happening in other countries. Oh, okay. it was all it was all okay. it was about. I'm like, what did we go through in middle school? And I don't even remember that. No, but um, do you know the definition, the difference? Now that you're saying it, I probably I'm not sure if I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. As you were talking, I was like trying to do. A do Venn, I know the difference? I was trying to do a Venn diagram in my head. My head, like same, same. Different, different, like, probably not. Yeah, I probably don't know the difference. Pandemic starts with P. (laughs) Epidemic starts with a E. I'm doing this Um, on purpose. Here here you go. Epidemic, a sudden increase in the number of cases of a disease more than that's typically expected for a population in that area. Okay. Pandemic is an epidemic that has spread (laughs) over several countries and continents affecting large numbers of people. Well, like... HIV in the 70s was like an epidemic. That's what I think of. You mean in the 80s? Oh, 80s. Okay, sorry. I wasn't around during the 70s, so I didn't even know if I was right or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that was an epidemic. But that was something that I feel like was a little bit more control. I mean, back then they didn't have a lot of information, but that's I'm looking in hindsight. But So they're basically saying a pandemic is an epidemic, but... It's just spread over countries as opposed to Being one country. One, one area. Okay. So, like, Ebola is an epidemic. When it happened. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, a pandemic is just a bigger version of an epidemic. So, we start, we start talking about the language that's being used to this and how they were like, well, a pandemic seemed like it's, like, less scary. I was like, no, what? no, no, motherfucker. It's much scarier. No, they're so immune to the word because they haven't heard it. They're like, oh, it seems less scary. Because I, I don't really hear the word often. No, if you don't really hear the word often, you should probably be scared. <laughs> I, I, rather be a, I rather do a pandemic today. I'm so over these epidemics. <laughs> what? Imagine. <laughs> on, no, honestly. That's before she knew the, the definition? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll, but, I'll cut her some slack. <laughs> But honestly, I 
I made an analogy about it when that was said. It was I'm I'm so mean sometimes. I gotta like not be this person someday. It's okay. I'm the same person. <laughs> I was like, that's like saying, oh man, I know you brought up having like you know a machine gun, but I just didn't think a machine gun was any worse than a regular gun. Like, uh, I thought a rifle was. <laughs> I thought like, a rifle I went, was worse. Uh, <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> Pretty sure the one that's automatic that can just keep shooting is probably worse for you. Just, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we, we start talking about the language that's being used in general across the board about this stuff. And then that's when it turned into how does this impact our job? And once we started having those conversations uh, from yesterday to, the, to today, I knew things were going to change instantly. There's so many productions that are being halted. And by productions, I mean specifically for commercial shoots or photo shoots Mm -hmm. or anything related to creating content. Because Mm -hmm. as of right now, they're not letting certain... Everyone's working from home. They're they're not letting certain domestic flights even happen, which I didn't know. I didn't know that they weren't letting... Which flights? I I had assumed that all domestic flights were still on because all I keep hearing from my friends is, dog, you go to Vegas for like $150. (laughs) Less. Like, but round trip. I booked a ticket today to somewhere I'll tell you about later. <laughs> but <laughs> I was on my which domestic flights? San Francisco right now. It's $200 round trip. Wow. Anything, like, anything like, to but, California but, but, for $200 round trip is great. But hold on. Going there tomorrow. As in, you can book the ticket for tomorrow. That's the craziest thing about it. But that's like the best thing about it, though, honestly. like No. The best thing about this, actually... Is the fact that the market has crashed in such a such a way that I can finally buy a home. This is the best time, guys, <laughs> to do anything, really. Like, I was just talking to my mom. We are talking about, so I wanted to take her to London for her 70th birthday in May. And when this whole um, pandemic happened. Look at you. Bleh, using the words in the sentence. Um, it Now it's just kind of like she's a, a lot leery. And I mean, as of now, Europe, Europeans can't come here, but people that are in England can. But who knows what it's going to be like in May? <laughs> so I can't even do that for her. Like, this is something I really want to do for her. And she's never been out the country. So I was just like, this is a perfect thing. And it's just like, thanks. Thanks, Corona. But besides that. <laughs> or part, as Black Twitter has been calling it, the Rona. Rona. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Call it Rona to make it seem like it's a female doing this. Okay, no, I don't agree with that. Um, but I think this is the best time to fly domestically. I think it's the best time to do like those spur of the moment weekend trips. Like this is such a great feeling knowing that everything shifted. Like I literally said to someone months ago, I was just like these airlines are out of control because i remember the days and i sound like my parents i remember the days when you can get on a plane fly and you got pretty much like first class service sitting in coach you would get a full meal you get a choice of a meal you get like all these amenities and now it's like you're lucky if you can choose your seat without adding an extra 50 75 dollars to the flight like it's just insane and i'm like you know what? All these airlines are going to keep doing this, charging for every single little thing. And all it's really going to take is one airline to be like, hey, we don't do that for them to follow suit. That's not true. 
because it already took place. Like Southwest uh, doesn't make you, they don't charge you for bags anymore, and not no other airline gave a shit. That's been over a year. But it's gonna. But I f- I feel like not just okay. Well, I won't say just one airline, but it'll take like a couple to compete with each other to be like, hey, well, we offer this and we don't charge for those things like the other ones I, do. I, let me let me let me interject on this. I think where you were going originally is legit. As in, what's happening with the coronavirus care and everything it's, has plummeted the stocks of every single one yes. of the airlines to a point where airlines now. Are basically they're, they're, it's a buyer's market. You're basically every, just paying for gas to get on a flight now. Yeah. So it's a buyer's it, market in every. If sense of the this word. continues, yeah. there's a possibility that they will have to start throwing in bells and whistles, and it's going to turn into something like like what happened with baseball games in Florida specifically. They almost have to pay people to come watch baseball games in Florida because there's just so many other things to do in Florida. The youth doesn't want to sit down for three hours and watch baseball, mm. and I'm like. You motherfuckers, I hate to say this, but if the if if the pandemic lasts as long as what what I'm being told on my end, which is another part of the conversation we're going to get to, if it lasts as long as what I'm being told, it is not only going to impact you, their business short term, but it's going to do damage to them long term. To whereas in some instances they may not recover. That's just where my. I brain. agree. I mean, this is really. Di- I, I really do believe that this virus is dismantling everything, like you said. When it comes to buying a house, it's now a buyer's market. When it comes to booking a flight, it's a buyer's market. When it comes to this president, people are like, you actually got to do the right thing for once in your term. Like, this is the one time you actually have to do the right thing or else you will not win the election at all. You won't even have a chance. So I think it, it may be the best thing that's happened. And I say that with a grain of salt. I, I say that with like... I'm not saying people dying is a good thing. I'm saying that in in the overall picture, this may be the thing that, I don't know. We went through three years of hell with this president, all for this to happen on the fourth year. And it's like, you couldn't have planned this timing any better. Um, So... What were you saying about your job, though? You were saying that if productions aren't aren't being done, yeah, so then that impacts. Look at you us guys circling too. back. Look at us I circling don't back. Circle you, back. Oh, we put a pin in. Hey, it? I don't we want to circle back. back. I don't want to circle back. Okay, sorry. Um, where I was going with that is productions have halted, flights have halted, and there therefore you can't bring in new people. You can't bring in new freelancers. You can't. You freeze on hiring on all these things. You also freeze on giving any further funds to vendors. You freeze on trafficking more commercials. And by trafficking, I just mean sending commercials off to potential broadcast partners that should air them. So all of these things are stopped because ultimately this not only impacts like those vendor relations I'm talking about, but it impacts the social sensibilities in which you can put something out into the market. Because as a brand, you don't want to seem insensitive. That is a huge thing right now. So if you are launching something as a brand right now into this climate, are you sure that the messaging that you're putting out in the market right now is actually the thing that consumers want to hear from you in this moment? And a lot of brands have to go, oh shit, I can't, which is why it's impacted the movie market. All these movies are supposed to come out no premieres in the whatsoever. next few months. And yep. all of them have been pushed to next year 
Because the thought is, if you put that shit out right now, not only will nobody go see it because you're Who's putting people, go to a movie theater. You're putting people in danger. Right. So you're saying you don't you give a fuck less about people's lives and you want them to go into an area where there's more people and more the of an area. Biggest numbers ever for that box office weekend. So you're putting people in danger, and then number two, even worse than that, people are supposed to spend their hard-earned money at a time when they're trying to, you know, when they could be losing their job actually or life. And so they're like, we can't do that. So all of these things are being pushed out. And I get it. I absolutely get it. In saying all of that, I I hate that there's certain entities, though, on the other side of this equation. And I'm not saying red or blue, not in terms of like a political affiliation. But I hate the fact that on the other side of this, people are politicizing it. To the extent that they're making this out to be about one side or the other. Whether it's the president from initially saying Democrats made this a thing, it's not a real thing, and then him having to backtrack on that. Or he made it political. Or, but on the flip side, there are people on the Democratic side that are making this, oh, it's just life and death, everything's that's also that's also not true. You cannot this is not the time to politicize anything. This is not. This is the worst possible thing you could be trying to do. Politicize something that can actually impact families. The most you should be doing is trying to figure out ways to help other people. And this is where I'm going to go back into the NBA realm of this. Zion Williamson, NBA player, rookie. He just did something really, 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 really yeah, nice. I saw. He decided that he was going to give 30 days salary to the people that work in the arena that's great mark cuban who is the owner of the dallas mavericks he yep. also said that he's going to ensure that the players i mean not the players but the the staff gets paid their normal wages for an extended period of time and i think it was supposed to be probably for the next four games or whatever but he can cover way more than that of course he can. so where are twitter <coughs> black twitter blew up and i appreciated their sentiments on this one of the comments was basically around Zion doing this, which Zion makes, I think he probably makes like $3.2 million a year, which that's not little money, by the way. That, that's that's a decent amount of money. But it's not. That's not little, but that's not a lot for an NBA player. Exactly. See, and if I said that, I was going to sound crazy. I know I was going to sound no, crazy. No, I mean, because we're talking about the grand scheme of things. Like, you have people making double digit in the millions per year. So, take the taxes out of that. And no one's ever seen taxes like they have from a from so, multi-millionaire. So, Zion actually is making $8 million. Okay. Correction. He's 19 years old making $8 million. The owner of the team is a man by the name of Gail Benson. Gail Benson's a 73-year-old man. Zion is 19. Gail Benson is worth $3.2 billion. And what is he doing? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Not a thing. Of course not. I don't know how that happens. I like, it's called, saying it's it's called empathy. Some people don't have it. So I wanted to ask you. There was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Do you... Because you see that there is clearly people who are billionaires that want to give money back. And, and don't have a problem doing things like that. In this instance, how is it possible that somebody who's that young, that comes from nothing, is like, here, even though he doesn't have even anything near what this other person has? Why? Why? He was raised properly. And the fact that, that you said he comes from nothing, like, the, the is the empath in him that I feel like is driving him to make this decision of... I can not play for a month, but I'm still getting paid. 
if I don't play for a month, these people won't. And so it's that's true. he probably feels a little bit of guilt too. And that's guilt that the owner doesn't feel because clearly, I mean, look at these owners are slave masters. I said it before. Oh, I, I said it before. I'll Here say it again. Go. Slave masters don't have empathy. They just I don't. don't. Just calling these people. They don't. Masters. They just don't. What's his face from the Mavericks? He's on freaking Shark Tank. He has a little bit of empathy. <laughs> like he's willing to invest in people's success. Like. He, he already has a little bit of empathy and he's shown that. But like, I mean, I can't explain why someone will do something that another person won't do when they're in a better position to do it. I really can't explain that. Um, My first thought, though, and I'm going to go to the next subject after this. I think the only reason that I can come up with why somebody who's as rich as that guy is, is nobody has told him that there is a benefit in doing that. Tax write-off? No. No, not even about a tax write-off. Oh, that's considered charity. The, the human benefit of it, Karma? like how that how that makes other people feel not only about you, but you being considered you 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 humanizing yourself to the people that you are above. I believe there's people in this world that are so rich that don't care about how anyone else sees them. That's sad. They're like, I get it. Though. I'm rich. I don't care what. Well, Joe he's Schmo rich. thinks. He's not rich. He is wealthy. Okay. There's a whole different okay, level. So. Like he can hand down from hand down <laughs> to hand down to hand down. So he's on that level of I could care less what the person who sweeps the floor at the arena thinks, the person who pops the popcorn, the person who's at the ticket booth, <laughs> these players when I trade them, I could give two shits. Because like you said, he's so wealthy, it doesn't even impact his day. But also, on the flip side, Zion actually was injured for the first, what, three, four months of the season, right? Three months, first three months of the season. And that means he would have had to have been around the wait staff more and around the general arena staff. He probably has and he had to get to know real, these real people. Real relationships And with so these then people. when you get to know these people, you're like, man, what are you going to do now? Like, that's a different situation to be in. Um, and you can't just give one person the money. Like, right. say you're tight with the person who cleans up the locker rooms. Right. And then you slide them some money. It's going to come out. And then it's going to be like, well, why do you give it to them? And why why you give George, why you give George some money? <laughs> Yo, man, I cleaned out your locker two weeks in a row, man. You know, cut me some change, man. <laughs> well, okay. Th- this takes me to another space, though. So we've seen a lot of sporting events get shut down. Everything from uh, the, the, the MLB season's not going to start on time. To them shutting down the Masters. Uh, I'm just to... waiting for the Olympics. They might as well just cancel that joint. I don't know why they're trying to hold on for that. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to get there in one sec. <laughs> to what they're doing right now with the NBA. I think the NBA's decision was a forced decision once Rudy Gobert, who is one of their top defensive players, once he got it, and he was joking about it. So his teammate Donovan Mitchell is actually mad at him right now because Donovan Mitchell has also received it. Because right. Rudy had been joking around, messing with the press, like touching everything. Touching the mics. And making jokes. And then Donovan gets the same thing that he gets. They both have coronavirus. And he's like, yo, what the... So... There's no point in getting mad at someone because anyone that has corona... 
they got it from someone else. They just don't know who they got it from. So just because you know who you got it from doesn't mean you can now be mad at them. Like it was bound to probably happen anyway. You guys are on the same team. Like unless Rudy was purposely coughing on him, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't blow it in his ear. Like Lance Stevenson. Like I don't. I don't know. What, there's. I'm not saying he he could have gotten it anyway, but he really could have. My thing is. I don't want to be discriminating, but the fact that Rudy's French. Man, if you don't go on did somewhere, you, but did you, if did you, you don't get, get out think, of my Caucasian did you house. Think for, did you think for a couple seconds, did he have any family members come back from France? Did he have any family members come back from another country that he was around? And maybe that could be the reason how he, out of everybody from that team, got it. Didn't cross your mind not one time. No. All right. No. That's ridiculous. Coincidence. That's ridiculous. Coincidence, then. You it's, know, a coincidence. No, but... it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence. I'm just saying. I'm I know just you're just saying. saying. Your speculation is conspiracy theory-ish. And you were just How saying earlier. Hold up. Just... How many cases no, of corona do they just... have in Utah right now? so mad. I just want to know. Because if it's like one, then I'm going to be like, look, bruh. Yeah, it was you. Uh... Okay, it's only, okay. Just five hours ago. Uh-huh. The sixth person in Utah got it. Which means... When Rudy got it, it was even less people, which means, yes, you can easily pinpoint that somebody had to come from somewhere else to bring it. Rudy, it's your fault. Yes, Donovan, you should be mad at him. <laughs> no? All right. I could be wrong. Probably not. You're unbelievable. I'm just saying Utah only has six people, and okay, that's five hours ago. I'm going to move They probably had me. four two days ago. Two, four days ago, and then one. That okay, was Rudy. what we're not going to do on our <laughs> podcast is spread misinformation. I and said here's probably. Why, here, here's why we're not going to spread misinformation, because... There is not enough test being put out into the market. I told, to, I told you to completely understand I how many it. people actually have. I get so, how it goes. New York has like over four hundred cases, and we got like a hundred confirmed cases within the last day. And it doesn't mean that it's growing. It just means that those people got tested and got confirmed. So I totally get it. Totally great. for sure. That's great. What are you gonna say though? That's great. <laughs> So, okay, the next thing I was going to kind of touch on, though, aside from even in in relation to the NBA, I've I've thought about this a lot. So we were talking about sports and how they're shutting things down for sports. We talked about productions, how they're shutting things down for productions. We talked about how some businesses, what we haven't talked about yet, though, is how how this impacts people who have everyday jobs. Like, if you have an everyday job, if you work in retail, for instance, and you might be working paycheck to paycheck, which is a possibility, you can't work from home. What is your life like then when they're like, hey, actually, we're going to close our doors or actually nobody's showing up to the store and we have to suspend your hours? Like, what do you do in other countries? Like, for instance, in Italy, they're saying that we're going to cover people's mortgages. 
they're they're also saying that don't worry, you won't lose your job. We don't do any of that. We're in such a capitalistic society where it's just like, oh, well, I don't know. The stock market's down. Nobody's coming to the store. Double middle fingers. Well, in, in New York City, didn't they say that they passed a, a law or something saying that um, if someone gets behind on their rent or their, or their utilities that they can't be evicted during this time because a lot of people may be going through financial hardship and losing jobs and not being able to work because of the impact of the virus? I saw something to that extent, yeah, but I don't know if it was for New York. It's for New York because all I've been seeing is New York version of Corona news. Like, <laughs> it's for New York. I De Blasio passed it, I think, or signed it. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know whether or not that was for us or not. It's for us, by not us. by us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all, y'all don't even have to pay rent. Y'all can just use that rent money for your flight, for a couple of flights, back to back, do a world tour, not your girls' tour. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, for for real though, um, for for those who can't work from home, you know, I I think in the corporate in the corporate arena, I think it's really interesting how companies have been handling this. Um, I feel like a lot of companies have been laying low and not really been communicative with people that work for them about what to do in this situation until something major happened. Um, whether it be someone from the office getting corona or the building having to shut down because of someone else in a different office in the building getting corona. I just feel like from what I've heard from my friends who work in different companies and from my own company, it's just like everybody was just waiting until it got really bad in order for them to enforce anything. And I think that personally, that's the worst way to go about anything. You don't wait until it gets to a point where someone from the office has it, right. or someone in the in a in the next door office, because all the World Trade Center shut down. I don't know if you know, but they one World Trade completely shut down because one person had it on one floor, and one World Trade. Well, then they just need to shut down all Westchester because that motherfucker gonna spread that shit right. to about fifty eleven hundred people. Look at New Rochelle right now. And so I mean, so when one World Trade is right across from my office. So who's to say that one person that got it didn't dine in the same place I dined at for lunch? Who's to say that one person that got it didn't hold on to the same pole I held on to on the train on the way to work? Like, so that's that's the thing. It's just like, I don't understand why people are waiting until the very last minute to do, quote unquote, precautions. Because at that point, it's not a precaution. At that point, it's like, okay, we're doing this because we have to. And that's how things spread, and I think that's I, I think it's horrible how how that's transpired. I, I, I think what Corona is doing is, is it's really showing the true colors of these corporate spaces. And like your office, my office is having like a it, it's still technically open, but it's having like a mandatory you should work from home and instill that until further notice thing and i'm just like all right i think it was a little like, two weeks too late but um okay i have an update based on what you were saying okay so about the bills so Thank hold you. on hold on effective immediately as of monday we have imposed a one week moratorium on evictions in new york city what does that mean meaning in just for one week you cannot be evicted you can't be pushed out 
that's, that's gonna extend. <laughs> that's gonna extend. Everyone's putting these 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 time frames on things like, oh, we're gonna do this for a month. Oh, we're gonna do this for five days. Like they know when all this is gonna mm-hmm. end. My thing is, you should do everything indefinitely until it becomes definitely. like but i I was so pissed off too because they shut down broadway right i never go see broadway shows i think they're super expensive and i'm just like i'd rather just go to a concert um (laughs) and i really want to see a soldier's play with blair underwood and david allen greer and this weekend was the closing weekend and because they shut down the shows what wednesday like i can't even go see it Ever in life, I feel so bad for you. I mean, these, oh, are, these, these are first world no, these problems. Are first world oh problems. They are. They are. I'm just Do you saying. know I cannot go to Starbucks and get my caramel macchiato? <laughs> no, I asked for three <laughs> pumps, and there was no one there to pump it because everyone's working from home, including Starbucks people. <laughs> Do you know they fucking shut down our pool? They fucking shut down our pool. Our whole pool. Not like half of it. They shut down the whole fucking pool. What are we supposed to do now? Do you know that Key Foods only lets you buy one gallon of water per family? Oh my gosh. What if I get thirsty after that? Where am I supposed to go? Fucking weird. But you know what? (laughs) I booked my flight though. I booked my flight. I know that much. But... (laughs) Okay, so wait. I was making a point though about. Oh yeah, what was your point? Circle back, go back again. Yeah, you circle back. We're going this time. back to the, uh, <laughs> Italy and all this stuff, and we were talking about outside of Italy. I had also brought up the idea of just general businesses, like if you were in a retail space or you were just at a mom and pop store or whatever. Like there are people that are working in those jobs that can't afford anything. They can't afford to take time off, and one retailer, Patagonia has said that they're going to pay their workers while they shut down the stores. Woo! Now, they only have 1,500 people that work for them, employees Still. in general. Still. But that is one of those things where Patagonia has yet again become the leader in retail on another topic. They were the first to say, during Thanksgiving, we want to give that back to families in the holidays. We're not going to be open. I was like, that's how it should be. And then a lot of other retailers are like, I guess we could do that, but we like this Black Friday money. Black Friday's on a Friday though. It's not Thanksgiving. You can still open They start on Black those Friday. Black Friday deals on Thanksgiving though. Now they start the from the full month of November. But that's a whole nother thing. That's good. That means that for Thanksgiving you can actually be at home with your family. Hello. <laughs> um But Patagonia did that and I went, Wow. So then people were looking for Amazon. What is Amazon gonna do? What is Whole Foods gonna do? And that's all Jeff Bezos. So then they found an email by Jeff Bezos, which just came out as of, uh, I wanna say six, seven hours ago. To his employees? Yeah, I, 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 I don't wanna believe it. What did it say? You think can, wait, can I just say this? I don't believe, I, I think I have this thing in, of my, in my mind of Jeff Bezos where I don't believe this. So I'm re- I'm going to say what it's telling me it's saying without I I'm skeptical because I don't believe Jeff Bezos would say what's oh it, someone could have photoshopped no, it but you, no I mean, you can't believe so news on the outlets internet. are saying that he said I'm like uh, you we have don't an know. idea of how Jeff is in we your don't mind know and this does not align with that idea and that's no. why you don't believe no. this. no that's exactly it oh, okay I'm like no yet yet as <laughs> in as in I don't think, think that, that he would say. I don't think he would. 
Oh, was he cussing people out? No. You will work. We have a business. (laughs) Sorry. This is the time where Amazon would thrive, though, because no one can leave the house. So this is from Vice. Whole Foods CEO suggests employees who are not sick donate their vacation time to employees who are sick. Huh? Uh Uh-uh. I don't think he... That's a Zion Williamson thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-uh, I'm not giving you my sick days. What if I need them? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I am sick. I don't want to believe... I don't want to believe that. So it's in multiple news sources. I just don't want to believe that. Wait, read that again so I can get it. Oh, damn, you coughing too. I'm sorry. Whole Foods CEO suggests employees who are not sick should donate their vacation time to employees who are sick. (laughs) How does that even work out, though? Like, you don't know. Even if you were to donate some of your uh, sick days to someone else. If they run out of those, then someone else has to donate some to them. Like, how does that work? I don't know. Where's the email? But hold on, hold on. So then, (coughs) there's been an update to this story. Whole Foods just published a blog post in response to our article in which it says, we have relaxed our policy to allow team members to call out of work due to illness without penalty. Mm. Everyone's going to take advantage of that. They literally just put this out, like, because they don't want to look bad. Minutes ago, they don't want to look bad. They don't want to look insensitive to that people is, that, that work for them. <laughs> like, no, you better, you better <coughs> bag these groceries as you cough. <laughs> it's because they have ninety five thousand plus team members, and sixty five thousand are going to call out sick just to take advantage of the system. So this is the exact note from them. They they responded to this shit quick. They said, no, 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 no. You know, you know Jeff Bezos is like, hey, 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 hey. I ain't mean that shit. Clean clean that up. I don't know what his personality is like. I don't know. I get he I don't really know. He wouldn't have meant that. I don't know him like that. That's that's real. (laughs) I'm glad he's your friend. You got him on speed dial. (laughs) Shut up. It says, to our whole food market community, we want to make sure you know what to expect when visiting our stores in the coming weeks, as well as how we're responding to the evolving coronavirus COVID-19 situation, both as a retailer and employer. And so they go, here are some of the ways we've evolved our business practices. We have implemented enhanced cleanliness and sanitation and da 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 So they've done all these things around sanitation yeah, to make sure that when you go into the store, everything's good. And then it goes, health and wellness of our dedicated team members remains a top priority, and we've taken the following steps to support them. All team members diagnosed with COVID-19 or placed into quarantine will receive up to two weeks' pay. We have relaxed our policy to allow team members to call out of work due to illness without penalty. We have increased funds available through our team member emergency fund, which is available to all team members faced with an unforeseeable emergency or critical situation. Amazon has committed an additional $1.6 million to support this fund. And then we have asked team members to cancel non-essential business travel, both domestic and international. We have increased sanitation and cleanliness protocols in meeting rooms, team member gathering spaces, and office workstations to make sure that everything is sanitized across (laughs) the board to promote a safe environment. That is it. Okay. I said all that to say. That was the original email. I said all that to say. That was the response. That was the response. Why don't you read the original email? Because you don't believe in it? (laughs) 
You're like, I'm, I'm just going to read the piece of news that I want to read because this sounds like the Jeff that I know. I'm not reading the email from Jeff that I don't think that he wrote anyway. I don't know. <laughs> All this fake news. You're just choosing what you want to put out there. <laughs> See, guys, this is how the news outlets treat information. They put out what they want to put out there. <laughs> Very selective, aren't we? Are you finding the email? No, it's not there anymore. Oh, how convenient. It's not there anymore. Ooh, oh, how convenient. Oh, good for you and your friend, Jeff. So, so okay. There's no way that Whole Foods will be able to enact what Patagonia is doing based on the scale of employees in general, right? There's just that's not feasible. But Jeff Bezos is worth more than yeah, a, he could pay for everybody for the rest of the year and be like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see any money missing from my account. He'd be all right, he would be all he right. He would not notice any money missing from his account whatsoever. No, no he'd be fine. He'd be honest. Could he get a fine. tax write off for that too? <laughs> like, for real, I, maybe I don't understand rich things. I just I don't, I don't understand rich things. <laughs> I'm too broke to understand this whole thing. I'm in the wrong bracket to understand this conversation. <laughs> broke is broke. <laughs> Broke-ish. Broke. Um, the <laughs> I don't so, okay, I, t- I said I was going to come back to this, though, earlier when we just started talking. The other thing that I was going to bring up, based on the conversations that I've been having, so I work with people who for a living do R&D research, who for a living do policy research, and who for a living actually are around um, people in the medical field that have to deal with things that are a pandemic level. And so some of the things that I've heard on one end is that the expectation is that this might last for another eight weeks. As in, they're trying to figure out ways to like Oh, I've heard a different number. Stop things, blah, blah, blah. Like but, Canada? But hold on. <laughs> Korea was able to get ahead of this by just two months of just st- don't. Everybody has to be locked down for two months. Everyone quarantined. And things were fine for them. That eight-week period is in line with that. So that that's first to start, to start this discussion. But then the second part of the discussion, and I, I was really interested in this. They were like, the news cycle. The news cycle thereafter, every single time there's been a major disease, virus, anything that hits, the news cycle continues two months after because people still want to ingest and know what's going on with that situation. Therefore, although it might last eight weeks, it's going to be around for another 16 weeks. And I was just like, shit. That means there is, if, if the Olympics were really supposed to happen July 24th, does that extend us? Like right now, where are we at? We're March what? 13th. 13th? In 16 weeks, are we anywhere near the Olympics? Because if we are, if we are, and just that's four months. Like if we are, we're fucked because then that's not going to happen. That's going to be around that same time because there's still going to be the scarcity of news around. Do you it. think the Olympics should happen right now? What's your thoughts on it right now? Do you think they should make a decision on it right now? Because it's gonna, it takes time to prepare the Olympics. Like it's not like, oh, it's just gonna start on June twenty fourth. 
all the people who have to work for the Olympics. They're all, they've already started doing things for it, though. They've already started they've handing. They've been started. Mm-hmm. I know before this became a pandemic, but mm-hmm. now at the at the place that it is right it's now, it's in Tokyo of all places, right? Mm-hmm. Like even them. I heard someone say that they were talking about moving it to England. What's the point of that? You want to take all that to a place that's not really infected like that, like. And then you have people coming from all different places. So it's like you're you're really just putting the, I, I the issue if, in if a different place. So here, here's what I would say. Uh, if all the testing is done appropriately and everybody passes testing with flying colors um, and all of it's the same level of test. Do you know what I mean? It's all one standardized test. So everybody knows, okay, going into it, you don't have it, you don't have it, you don't have it. I'm fine with it. What do you mean by everyone being tested? Not not just the athletes, but the spectators? Yeah. And how much will that cost? I have no idea, but that, that would be my thought on it. Mm. And if the if the if you don't have anybody in the building to watch it, which is fine too, because they've been, they've already been doing sporting events without how having How are they gonna make their money? Involved. What do you mean how they're gonna make their money? They've already made their money. What are you talking about? I mean, I don't really know how the Olympics. So this is how well, Olympics works. Or... One, advertisers pay a shit ton of money to like even advertise for the Olympics, and not only do advertisers pay, advertisers have to pay for the rights to have athletes sign on board. Uh, they have to go through the ICM or IC whatever the Olympics board. They have to pay for the rights to be able to call them, call the athlete an Olympic athlete pay for the rights for the athlete to do anything in relation to it or if they want to run a spot during the olympics on nbc they're paying premium like half a super bowl cost to run any spots on there Mm. and there's other partnerships that you could do with nbc to for them to produce content for you it is a money-making machine Mm -hmm. and they all know that the problem is that money doesn't necessarily go back to whatever that city state or whatever is being that's that's the point that i was trying to get at there, if there's if there's no spectators there, how does that all work out for everything? Because I'm sure Japan agreed to have it there in hopes that their economy would boost from the time that the Olympics was there. I'm right? sure. I'm sure that plays into it. But I, I would say this. Who much. wants to fly to Japan though? In the next three months, like who who really wants to take My that risk? Actually, was trying to go to Japan, and everything got canceled. She's super disappointing. So no, she wanted to go. Like, so she if it didn't the tickets in January, and if if it didn't get canceled, COVID, she would still COVID-19 go. COVID nineteen was already a thing, but she, she bought the tickets in January. So if they didn't cancel her her flight, she, she would still, still go. Went. Absolutely interesting. Is she from there? No, she's oh. always wanted to go. Okay, but okay, <laughs> I can't judge though, because like I said, I bought a ticket somewhere, and I mean, not to say anyone's more safe than someone else but you know i don't think i would go into the fire right down to the <laughs> uh, the only other thing that i i had even on my docket aside from that those things aside from coke because it, it really is it's taken over every, all the news cycle everything everything is around this um is the presidential race i want to touch on that for two seconds i mean i did at the point that Bernie Sanders has gotten, I think he, in the beginning, it seemed as if he had not only the momentum, but he had the ear of the right people. And then reality setting. 
the Joe Biden train actually took off and you got deeper into those Midwestern states, you got deeper into those smaller places and people were just like, ah, we can't see ourselves dealing with the word socialism. And I laughed at that. I laughed at that because what's happening right now with our government is directly socialism. The Trump administration just gave the banks, based on what's been happening with the goddamn Wall Street stock market fallout, they just gave them $1.5 trillion. $1.5 trillion can do exactly what <coughs> Bernie was talking about. It could cover college tuition for all the people who still owe college tuition. You cannot tell me that's not some bullshit. If you're covering for them, that is socialism for big business. And this is why I can't stand our country, because there's narratives of bullshit that people buy into that I'm like, what the fuck is happening? How do you guys not see this for what it is? That was it. That was my like. I I think people aren't educated enough. But I I also think that, um, like I said, this virus is like a perfect storm and and it's dismantling a lot of things because now, I mean, yeah, this does become political because it's our government that makes these decisions to control our country under times like these. So yeah, I, I can see how politics does tie into this and I can see how this does become political. Um, if Trump made certain decisions, then he would be looked at a certain way, and that could affect everything when it comes to him wanting to be reelected. But I think at this point, people just want something familiar. They want some familiarity. I don't think, I think we've been through so much as a country in like the last four years that at this point, we just want something that's just regular, just just regular. Like, the, like the, that's the plainest way I could say it. Like, without using big words just like we just want something that we know and that we can count on that we've counted on before and so i feel like if anyone was between bernie and biden and you know everything kind of hit and they just decided to go with biden it, it i think this virus does have something to do with it. I think there is a trickle-down effect in everything. This virus is impacting how people are voting. This virus is impacting um, people's economic statuses. Like, I was making a joke with somebody. They asked me what I did, and I was like, oh, I'm a stripper. Because I just wanted to see what their reaction was going to be. And they laughed, and I was like, no, I'm kidding. I work in multimedia, da-da-da. And um, they're like, yeah, uh, do you like it? I'm like, yeah, it pays the bills. I'm like, not as good as stripping would. But I was like, actually, you know what? I take that back because if I was a stripper, I wouldn't be able to work from home. I would still have to be stripping mm-hmm. on that germy ass pole. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, it's it was said in jest. But when I really, <laughs> when I really thought about it, I'm like, how would that impact my bag? You know, right. like I'm sitting here, like I said, I made a flight. I'm trying to go in Miami next week. Well, I am going. I'm saying trying because I'm afraid that something's going to happen. But um, I, you know, I booked a flight to Miami next week. And if I was a stripper or if I was someone who worked at Whole Foods or if someone who worked at XYZ mom and pop shop or whatever, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would be holding on to whatever I had because I would not know how long I would have it for. So there's people that now have to reevaluate 
everything. And unfortunately, the sad part, and now that I think about it, it's like these people that may lose their jobs, these people that may be out of work, it's not like they can just go out and find a new job right well, now. Like like you said, everything is on hold. So it's like, what can you possibly do? I think for myself, I've been trying to... I want to say this. I want to say that I think sickness is one-third mental. I really do. Like, I, I, I'm very... I, I I I brag about the fact that I get sick like once every couple years or like really like really sick like I'm very proud of that fact that I don't get sick like that because I know people that like being sick they just like talking about how they had this the other day and this the, like hypochondriacs they love talking about how something's always going on with them medically that's some weird shit. it is super weird and I am so anti that that when I felt myself coming on with the cough on Monday, I was like, yo, I'm not going to work on Tuesday. They didn't force anything at that point. I basically said I'm working from home. And I worked from home the rest of the week. Because at the end of the day, it's not about showing face. It's not about impressing other people. At the end of the day, it's really about your health, right? And for anyone out there that's trying to... Uh, impress someone at their job or you know make it seem like they are dedicated like that company at the end of the day can easily replace you if something happens to you so make sure something doesn't happen to you take those precautions because just like it took all this time for our companies that we work at to finally send out an email like oh yeah you can work from home no i'm sorry i'm gonna work from home on my own time because i'm not gonna wait for you to see the value in me for me to not put myself in harm's way. Like, we take the trains every day to work. We're shoulder to shoulder with people. Like, this is why New York has the most cases of this. You would think that people would be responding differently, and they're not. And they're waiting till, like, the other ball drops for them to even say anything. And so, like, on that front, not even trying to stress myself out about it, like I said, I think that sickness is one-third mental. And if I were working from home and, and, and like really just sitting in my sickness and just coughing and wheezing and whatever, I would probably be sicker than I am right now, which I, I feel like I'm fine. I feel like I'm, I'm whatever. I'm pushing through. But um, like go outside. Get some fresh air. Like I don't understand why people are buying 25,000 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> I just don't understand. <laughs> Like, be logical about this shit. It is not that hard. It really is not. And people that make fun of other people wearing masks, I will say something about the mask thing. I think it is, I wore a mask at work like a couple weeks ago or last week just for fun, just to see like how people would respond to me, right? I just wore it at work. I didn't wear it on the train or anything. And like everybody was laughing and actually wanted my mask because it's, you know, stylish or whatever. But what I noticed in wearing that mask is I did not touch my face. And when I did feel like touching my face, I had to move my mask to do it. And it reminded me of what I was doing. So on one hand, masks look funny because it looks like, oh, you think you can't catch something with your little mask on. But no, it's it's really one of those things where they say you touch your face like 15 times in like a matter of seconds and you don't even realize, or a matter of like a minute and you don't even realize it. Just little things. And so if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Who cares what anyone says? 
If anything, it'll probably prevent people from walking near you or next to you. So you're 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 protecting yourself that much more. All I'm saying is do whatever you feel like you need to do. Don't buy 25,000 rolls of toilet paper. You don't need to do that. But like everything's mental. The fact that every time we turn on the news, it's corona, 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 rona, 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 rona. Like this is affecting dating. Like I had a date and it got canceled. Like <laughs> This is real. If this you don't is, take your first world ass problems, <laughs> if you don't get away from all this. I'm, I'm, what I'm pointing out is, I'm pointing out the 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 extremes of everything. Some uh, people are losing their jobs. Some people can't go on a date. Some people can take trips. Some people need to pay their rent late. I don't know, but like, it's affecting everything. Just know that it's affecting everything. But you gotta live your life. Like, seriously. And the fact that people are dying from this thing, I think it's even more of a reminder to live your life. So don't go into work if you feel sick. Don't show face. Book that trip. Like, my thing is, I look at it like I'm leaving a place that has the most cases of corona and going to a place that has not even a third of that. I'm actually protecting myself. That's the way that I look at it. So it's like, I don't know. I, I I get why people are scared. And some people feel like this is propaganda. And I can understand that as well. But it's like, don't stop your life because of Rona. Do you have anything <laughs> else? Do I have anything else? Do I have anything else? I'm a little, I'm a little irked by that whole date, though. <laughs> I mean, my thing is like your so your social life is just gonna be like at a like it's, I'm telling everyone to live their life, and I'm like, oh, but my social life's gonna be at a halt. You know, my mom texted me. Let me read this text my mom sent to me, and I was like, she she acts like she knows me. Well, she's like, she does. I know. She's like, hey, sweetie pie, I hope your company is requesting you to work from home. Here goes the second text. I know the virus is going to slow down your social life, but be safe. Stay at home. Love you. <laughs> she cares. Slow down my social life? How do you know that, Mom? Hey, she cares. How do you know that? I'm like, you're she right, cares. but still. She said, stay home. She's like, I want you to slow down your social life. Forget the virus. Stay home. She cares. I know. I know. That's beautiful. I feel like, look, if you can find yourself a quarantine bay, go ahead. Because... This Netflix and chill season, this cuffing season, is it's extended. It has extended. The NBA season has, has been postponed, but this cuffing season has been extended indefinitely. So if you can find that person that knows how to wash their hands with soap and count to 20, say happy birthday two times or whatever the case is, find that person. But don't be canceling dates now. How else are you going to find the person? Well, <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, a whole episode about coronavirus. Who wants to hear that? We're going to name this the Rona. <laughs> Everyone's like at home so they have time to listen to the podcast. <laughs> and then it's like, great, now this this podcast talks, talking about coronavirus. The Rona. Like, yeah, the Rona. Uh, y'all know where y'all can catch us. Catch us on SoundCloud, Google Play, CNN, MSNBC, Twitter, (laughs) IG, NBC, ESPN. Good night. Adios.